This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1143. Loneliness is killing you, and what you can do about it. By Silon George of SpiritualLivingForBusyPeople.com Hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and it is so great to have you here with me today. This is the show that's all about improving your relationships each and every day. And relationships are multifaceted. They have a lot of qualities to discuss and educate ourselves on. And today, what we'll be addressing is loneliness. I've got a great article from Silon George on tap for you, and of course, I'll have my commentary at the end as well. So let's get into it now and optimize your life. Loneliness is Killing You and What You Can Do About It by Silon George of SpiritualLivingForBusyPeople.com Quote, I would rather walk with a friend in the dark than alone in the light. End quote. By Helen Keller. So you're taking a stroll down the Serengeti with your friends, when all of a sudden, one of them stops dead in his tracks, saying, Did you hear that? Someone in the back pipes up, Hear what? But before anybody else could respond, a lion rushes out from behind a tree, headed full speed toward the group, which starts running full speed in the other direction. You try to keep up with the pack, but find yourself falling behind. As you become further separated from the group, the lion locks onto you as its target. Just as he moves in for the kill, you wake up in a cold sweat. Phew, just a dream, right? Well, not so fast. You see, too many of us are roaming around the Serengeti of life, isolated and unprotected from the dangers that lurk around in our minds and hearts. I'm not talking about lions and tigers, but chronic loneliness. You may not fear this foe as much as you fear a hungry lion, but it can be just as deadly. Loneliness is killing us. Loneliness is arguably one of the biggest epidemics of our time. No longer held together by the bounds of religion, which comes from the Latin religare, meaning literally to bind, social norms or family values, many of us wander off into the wilderness on our own. Nothing is wrong with being in the wilderness for a time, per se. Most of us go through such periods by necessity in order to experience personal growth and greater maturity. But as humans, we're not meant to go at it alone our whole lives. Loneliness is on the rise. As our lives become more hectic, each person vigorously pursuing their dreams and visions, we make less time for cultivating friendships. This is especially true once a person settles down to start a family or advance their career. The friendships of our childhoods and early adulthood 
quickly fade into the background of our busy lives. Before you know it, you're depressed, you find it difficult to cope with everyday life, you're falling behind at work, and your most important relationships are falling apart. As parents of seven young children, my wife and I know what it's like to feel isolated. We, like countless others, struggled to maintain our friendships or form new ones. For a while, we didn't think much of it. We had each other and our children, and that felt like enough. But as our duties at home increased, we grew more stressed and felt increasingly isolated. For me, it took losing my job and going through a marriage crisis before I began to appreciate how dangerously lonely being isolated can make you feel. Once I began contemplating leaving my marriage and suicide simultaneously, I knew I was all alone in the Serengeti and that the lion was closing in. The Biggest Barrier to Experiencing the Benefits of Friendship In addition to seeking counseling, I started reaching out to old friends and colleagues during my crises. In doing so, I was finding my pack again. As I realized how even brief conversations with people I had not spoken to in years helped me navigate my difficult period, I wondered why I did not keep up my friendships. I wondered why I felt some guilt for reaching out only when I was in trouble. In the New York Times article, Why Is It Hard to Make Friends Over 30?, the author points out that sociologists have long believed there were three things required in order to establish close friendships. Quote, proximity, repeated unplanned interactions, and the setting that encourages people to let their guard down and confide in each other. End quote. The problem is that so few of us can experience this ideal environment once we're all grown up. I realized that I'd set the bar so high for meaningful interactions that I didn't bother to be more intentional about reaching out to friends or make the effort to have meaningful interactions with strangers. The biggest barrier to my benefiting from friendship was my perfectionist idea about what friendships should look like. If we couldn't talk three days a week or go out for coffee once a month, I wrote certain people off my list of meaningful friends. However, the real value of friendships is the ability to find meaningful connection with another human being. Didn't much matter if this was accomplished with someone I see every day or someone I see once a year. Some of my most meaningful interactions have lasted years. In spending time with other people and couples, my wife and I realized that though we loved each other and worked as a good team for many years, we weren't each other's best friend. Somehow, over the years, we stopped connecting on a deep level, even though we were around for each other all the time. We started to break our isolation, not only from others, but from each other. Free yourself from isolation. The key to benefiting from your relationship is to understand that friendships can be more than one thing. So, with this perspective in mind, here are some action steps you can take today to break the isolation. Number one, reach out to an old friend. Don't even waste a thought trying to remember how long it's been since you spoke with an old friend. Send an email, pick up the phone, write a letter. The very act of reaching out will instantly lift your mood. Number two, talk to someone who looks like they could use a friend. Next time you're taking public transportation, try to identify someone who could benefit from a friendly conversation. Try striking up a conversation with them. Yeah, it's risky and you might get rejected, but who knows? Chances are you would have made that person's day, maybe even saved their life because you cared enough to notice them. Number three, become a better listener. 
Dale Carnegie, in his book How to Win Friends and Influence People, wrote, quote, You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. End quote. Nothing says, I'm interested in you, more than giving a person your undivided attention. Number four, leverage work relationships. Remember the people you work with don't have to become your best friends or know everything about you. Smile at your colleagues, even the ones you're competing with for the upcoming promotion. That alone can create bonds of connection. Number five, get off Facebook. I don't care how many friends you have on Facebook. Having a meaningful interaction with a stranger you'll never see again is more valuable than engaging in heated arguments about hot-button issues on Facebook. Number six, work on your relationship with yourself. What's your self-talk like? Do you constantly put yourself down, or do you treat yourself as you would someone you enjoyed being around? Number seven, work on your relationship with God. What's your relationship like with God? Do you pray when you're feeling all alone? Do you believe that God is with you even when you feel abandoned? You don't have to be lonely. Even with 7 billion people on the planet, our lives can feel quite lonely, but it doesn't have to be that way. You were made for connection. All you need to do is reach out. You may be in a period of life where it's hard to make close friendships, but it doesn't mean you need to starve yourself of human connection. So don't be afraid to reach out. Because chances are there's at least one person out there who's dying to connect with you. You just listened to the post titled, Loneliness is Killing You and What You Can Do About It, by Silon George of SpiritualLivingForBusyPeople.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And thanks so much to Silon for such an important post today. Definitely a piece that would elicit a lot of different reactions, I would think. I've always been a big believer in the reframing of loneliness. I've talked about this a few times. You know, first of all, it is crucial to make a distinction between feeling lonely and being lonely. Unlike a state of being, a feeling isn't here to stay. It's bound to undergo change, and even the most powerful of feelings have this kind of volatility. It's only when we believe in them so much that we fall under the illusion that they are inescapable states of being. This applies to loneliness, too. Loneliness is a feeling, and it is subject to change. Surely that can happen through some of the ways that Silon mentioned today, great strategies. But until you take action on those, also remember that the world is full of people feeling lonely and craving connection just like you might be. So in that way, there's an incredible togetherness. Surely those feeling lonely might not have found their group yet or know how to express themselves to their group, but there's definitely a connection in the desire to do so. So, reconsider loneliness from this angle and how it's actually a strong bond that unifies many, even if the nature of it is supposed to be isolating. That's all for me, friends. Thank you so much for humoring me, and uh, thank you so much for sticking around until the end. Big thanks to Silon too, once again, uh, for a great article. 
Time to get out of here now, but I hope to see you again tomorrow where we will keep on bringing you the best relationship content around and where your optimal life awaits.